And welcome back, everybody, to the For Film Sake podcast. My name is Brian Archilla, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... Sage Cofield. And we're going to talk about Swiss Army Man today. You see how, like, seamless that shit was? Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. Yeah. the whole time. That was fucking awesome. Props to you on that. Sage Cofield is here. He's never been on the show before. He's mm-hmm. one of my best friends. We met in high school. Yep. Was it, like, junior year? Or? E- yeah. I think so, yeah. Either yeah. end of sophomore junior year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We've been friends ever since, and he's been wanting an excuse to be on the podcast, and we found one today, Hells and yeah. it's Swiss fucking army, man. Yeah, I just had to give you guys 20 bucks each. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it yeah. works. Money Usually. well spent, man. Money <laughs> well spent. <laughs> so, let's go to the, the fucking ketchup, condiments, fucking the mustard, whatever, yeah. The relish. Yeah, this, this is ketchup crop? this week. Sauerkraut? Sauerkraut? Yeah, like spices of some kind. Oh, you know what? Yes. I don't even know if we, we mentioned <laughs> Sage is the pun master supreme here. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. He's pun, a fucking... Pun master supreme. So, so how, you know. how about you drop some of those puns? Jump some of that here. fire on us, man. Rocks, don't take them for granted. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, That's some of that good stuff. Oh. You're the reason uh, I don't believe in God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That's great. God. Yeah. You seen the uh, the Cubs won the uh, World Series last night? Fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. My Facebook feed has been full of people celebrating the goddamn Cubs win. Uh, it's yeah. been great. It's been 100 and what? 108 years? 108 years. Nice I mean, wow. If there's anyone that deserves a fucking win, it's the goddamn Cubs. Yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's, uh, do you actually watch the game, right? Yeah. Well, I, I was at work, and then uh, I got home at the eighth inning. The eighth oh, okay. So I got, I got the very end of it. How did it go? Was it, like, it was, riveting? Or? <laughs> so I, I left work when uh, it was – the Cubs were up six to, t- six to four. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and then almost right away, Cleveland scored. And yeah. Then I, it was just me and my dad. That was uh, like bottom yeah. of the sixth or something like that. Yeah, I was I was watching where uh, the Cubs actually uh, he got a single home run. I think it was bottom of the sixth. It was like six three or something. Then yeah. I left, and then I yeah. can't, and then by, by the time I got home, it was like yeah tenth inning. I'm like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rain delay. Yeah, um, I have no was, idea what this is. Yeah. yeah, Sage. Everybody had whiskey at the house. Sage, Sage. Get yeah. closer to the mic. Get closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that? You're like, oh, like yeah. you're talking and you're like, hey, yeah, the Cubs won yeah, the, the Cubs World Series. Yeah, the Cubs are if you Yeah, want, you yeah. can get comfy, dude. I feel far away. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Morty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> just keep close to the mic. You're like, oh, right. the World Series won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I haven't bought the mic dinner yet, so I, I don't yeah. want to, like, kiss it. You know? Yeah. It just it doesn't You better get right. very comfortable. Get very yeah. familiar. Just fucking make out with it. Just deep throat it. Yeah. You're like Bill Hicks. Jeez, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to besides uh, watching the Cubs game? Um, yeah, I watched some of the Cubs game. It was cool. Um, Westworld is what I've been on. Westworld. How do you West- like it? It's the shit. Westworld is the shit. I mean, anybody that likes Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Nolan type stuff, I mean, Westworld is going to give it to you. It's science fiction. It's a Western. It's on HBO. I mean, it, it got a little complicated in the first couple of episodes, but it really deals with what it um, actually with Swiss Army, man, like what is it to be a human being? What is existence? What is that awkwardness that you deal with? What is that anxiety? It's just what, what are those uh, emotions that you deal with on a day-to-day basis that no one really puts to the forefront? That seems to be a really common theme lately Definitely. in, in yeah. films a lot. Yeah. People are, are starting to explore the like the gross feelings of being a person uh, kind of like the, the weird nice it makes everybody feel less alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. makes us feel fucking yeah. a little bit okay yeah <laughs> yeah right like uh, oh it's okay if you do weird shit right like yeah i don't know tell bad puns all the time or <laughs> <laughs> yeah or cry in the shower, in the shower. Yeah. you do too many bad puns and then you realize yeah. that your life is so empty huh. yeah all right <laughs> 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 As the, uh, as the only one in the room that's watching The Walking Dead, I guess, I, I'm going to go in and plug that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Episode two just came out. Carol and um, and Morgan, they're going through their story, so I'm really liking it. Wasn't that. a good episode. I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Uh, Carol, Carol and Morgan are the only uh, ones in the group that really identify with uh, the love being the only way to, um, to survive the zombie apocalypse. Everybody else is still on the violence and kill them all. Uh, type of thing, so I'm, I'm just enjoying following Carol. She's a badass. I haven't mm. watched the show, yeah. admittedly, as I've said many times in the podcast before. Yeah. I think it's kind of a bullshit show. Mm. But uh, I, that's, I, that's, that's a great opinion from someone who has not seen the show. It's yeah. like, I, I haven't seen this movie, but I can tell you right now, Listen, it's bullshit. I like sushi. I've <laughs> never had it. I never <laughs> have, but I can tell you sushi is bullshit. I know. I've seen enough of the, like, I don't know about this season, but I've seen enough of the show. In of the enough of the first season. The first season was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I've seen enough of the other seasons mm. to go like fuck this. Uh, <laughs> mm. But that being said, like mm. you said that like they're trying, they're still on the whole violence and trying to kill zombies thing mm. instead of like, hey, let's all just sing kumbaya and be friends. Somewhat, right? yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, every time you say that, I kind of be like, no, they're dead. They, they have to be better. <laughs> like they're dead and they're biting me. Mm. Someone's gonna get someone's gonna get stabbed in the eye, dude. Uh, yeah. Might be me, but someone's getting stabbed in the fucking eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the walking dead that uh that just came back <laughs> so they're, they're on episode two of that uh season six i guess that is um Atlanta. Chris hates it when i talk about the walking dead <laughs> yeah because you haven't seen it because you haven't seen it <laughs> which is why i want to keep talking about it's it like, it's like no information on it at all. <laughs> uh, atlanta had their season finale this week oh shit how many episodes was it i think like eight eight or nine eight episodes? That's yeah. a good run it was really good if it finished off really good at the end they showed uh, that donald glover has been living inside of a um like a storage department, like a storage area, like where you restore clothes and stuff. Like he lives in there. And it's um like my girlfriend was like, that's so depressing to have an ending, you know, showing him living in like that meager living. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, but he has $200. You know, like three weeks ago, he was sleeping in that exact same, you know, living environment with no money. Right. Now he's there with $200, you know, and it's on his own. So it's still depressing. Cool. It's just $200 less depressing. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you got to start from somewhere. It's like, well, you, I guess you would have to see the uh, before what happened before that. Down, yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone offered him somewhere to stay. He said no. His uh, baby mama offered him somewhere to stay. He said no. He just wanted to be able to stand on his own two feet, you know, so now he, he's trying to make it. So, Atlanta, yeah, that's that's done with for the season. It was really good. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, now works. that it's over, I can probably finally catch a good torrent of it somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, th- does that say Inception? Insecure, insecure insecure oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like why the fuck is inception here no no that's um, just a show on hbo bring the fucking horn hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i uh, fuck i just got out of an interview with today okay this is I, i'm annoyed today that mm. uh, that this happened to me yesterday yesterday night i was getting sniffly mm. and i was and i was like i can't i don't want to get sniffly because i got a podcast tomorrow i don't okay. want to be fucking donald trump in this whole goddamn show yeah and so I woke up today and I felt fine. Mm-hmm. I did the interview and I felt fine. Yeah. I drove home and I felt fine. Yes. I sit down here in my kitchen to eat mm-hmm. and immediately get allergies. Just fucking immediately. As soon as mm-hmm. Chris walks through the goddamn door. You know what? You might have caught my flu. And, and if you did, you're oh, welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, like the flu is the god to sexiness. It is the number one key. Have you, have you heard about this age? I, yeah, I had the flu not too long ago. How, 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 do you, how did you feel? I, I threw up. On a plane. Did you hear that? On two planes. Did you hear that? I bet you he I lost like a good half pounds. a pound off of that. No, like 10 pounds. Like 10 pounds? You see that? Do you see that? I'm telling you. I mean, it's like your success story, everybody's success story is not going to be as great as Sage's. So, I mean, that's that's a high expectation. You know, he lost 10 pounds, got to go to the hospital, like all of that stuff. You might not get those kind of results, but I'm going to tell you. Well, yeah, no, it's a great way to lose weight. Great way to lose yeah. weight. I'll no. tell you what. It's also a great way to, like, die. It is. Well, I mean, it is. But, you know, if like, you die, you lose weight, too. Yeah, yeah this is true. Like, that's just step one. Out. Step. That's just step that's one. Okay. You know, <laughs> step one is just is the, is the flu. Step step two is AIDS. You know, that's that's a good way. You can lose a lot of weight right there as well. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just cut off a leg. You know, <laughs> you know, that goes on the that goes on the list of things that like three years ago would have been like, whew. Yeah. Not have even touched that one. Oh, but yeah. I'm all over like, it. Yesterday it was bad. Today it's like the cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no AIDS is all right. Yeah. Enough time to about <laughs> that was a rough week man you died like you were dying that oh, week oh yeah, was, yeah. fucking i went to i went yeah. to your place to like bring you medicine and then i got sick off of you oh no that's right yeah, yeah. you're welcome and i died <laughs> <laughs> I was dying for like a weekend hated yeah. myself oh yeah fucking that was the first week that i started working too yeah. bullshit <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so I, I get the sniffles hmm? again, but I, I just came <laughs> I from same here. I came here from a from an interview with Senator Jeff Jackson. I was hmm. asking him a couple of questions about the HB two bill. Senator Jeff Jackson. Senator Jeff Jackson. All right. He's a cool fucking dude. Is I really he? really liked him. Cool. Yeah. He was nice. He knew what the fuck he was talking about, hmm. and he didn't bullshit me. Hmm. Uh, first thing I got, uh, I he said what? to me when I got there, hmm. I was like, hey, so how are these election going? So it's been a little bit crazy. Hmm. And he goes like. Yeah, you know how the Joker is like almost right at that point of insane, but just not quite there? Yeah. Those are the selections. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So immediately I liked the guy. We had a good chat about HB2 Bill. Yeah. I found out that the goddamn bill, uh, like it was mostly media covered it as a, an anti LGBT bill, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It's not, it's every discriminatory act, yeah. like ordinance, right. it's yeah. gone. Yeah. 
every like people can literally hang like no black people in a store if they want yeah. and the state would be able to do nothing about it yeah it's fucking insane yeah. what the fuck that was yeah what <laughs> jesus <laughs> we let we let that shit happen yeah uh and, North Carolina. yeah it turns out the democratic party protested and walked out they didn't even pr- vote because the, the the republican party owns most of the floor anyway yeah so they protested against it got a lot of coverage mm-hmm. and they're trying to get that shit killed yeah uh, which I hope they do. Yeah. But even if they kill it tomorrow, I mean, for like three years, Charlotte's going to be fucked. I mean, we lost so much money already. We're <laughs> yeah. continuing to lose money. I mean, it's, it's so right. fucked. That's insane. But yeah. that was my fucking morning. I hmm. I went down to the city. I hmm. saw him in the Wells Fargo Center. Nice. Which is a... But senators have really nice offices. I'm sure. It's fucking... He I was on like so. the 35th floor. Yeah. On like the Wells Fargo Center. Mm-hmm. Just overlooking the whole goddamn right, city. Yeah. And it's just like, good ah. damn... Yeah. Then it's, it's a hell of a fucking view. Yeah. For an office. Uh, but that was my morning. I went to the city. I dealt with city parking. Yeah. I feel like every person that got funding to build a city mm. said, we're going to make a lot of cool shit in this place, but we're going to make parking really difficult for <laughs> everyone to get. As possible. <laughs> and someone went, like, I'll give you money for that. Just some asshole that yeah. hates people. Yeah. Fuck parking <laughs> in the city. Okay. I've never gotten angrier. I was there for an hour and a half and I had to pay $9. What the fuck? Right? Yeah. Right? Sounds about right. Fucking wow. <laughs> it's insane like i love yeah. going to the city and yeah. it's a great place to go on dates yeah. to the city i don't do it because yeah. i have to like empty out have my goddamn paycheck to do it yeah fucking cunts i mean compare like because i'm okay i'm from illinois so right. from chicago mm-hmm. like a good three hours south but we used to go there every year and parking in chicago is 30 to 50 dollars really yeah what so like when we came here we were like this is crazy it's a city and it's cheap ten dollars to park your car for yeah. a day that's great yeah. i came from puerto rico so sometimes you'd have to park like right next to a chicken coop so for me this oh, yeah. is fucking insane mm. fuck this place man yeah. i love the city fuck yeah. your parking yeah, yeah. god it's damn hassle, yeah. Yeah. anyway what have you been up to sage uh, like today or no nah, just just in life in general yeah, just in um life. Good talk. Crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, actually, I've had a really, a really good week. Nice. Um, nice. Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I, I mean, other than the Cubs winning, of course. I mean, that was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually. And drunkenly emotional and great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, things are just going well at work. Uh, I'm a cook at East Coast Wings. Nice. And I'm going to start cross-training at all the different locations and the different positions do you have a favorite type of wing yourself no i hate wings you hate, <laughs> wings all the way. I, hate I hate it hate so much it's all the way it's, it's every time i go to work it's like chicken genocide i, I believe we i believe. kill so many chickens good yes or well you know we cook them you're doing the lord's work oh yeah all right you're doing the god's work i'm gonna tell you lemon pepper wings i, I, I assume you guys oh sell those God. do you guys yeah. sell the lemon pepper wings spicy yeah do you sell the lemon pepper wings spicy and wet yeah. Holy shit. I guess I guess you know who's gonna be at East Coast. In they a got while. spicy lemon pepper wings wet for real. Yeah. With Holy blue shit. Blue cheese on them. Not only they're, they're I don't need the blue cheese. They're uh, good. I guess that's what they tell me. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I like the garlic parmesan wings. Oh, that's good too. Those are delicious. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty good. I make those sick. at home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I haven't got. I, I haven't eaten like actual wings in a long time. Yeah. I'll I think since the last time you. I'll uh, bring you guys some. I mean. No, I'll take. Oh yeah, yeah. Lemon pepper spicy, wet. Yes. I'll take. I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, have a, we have a date night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck know. yeah! Mm. I I I recently I don't. Do you have anything else that's going on? Um, go Cubs. I go okay. Okay. Cool. okay. Go Cubs. Yeah, right. yep. Good yeah. talk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I I recently I I I'm starting to buy more movies now. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the act of buying a movie. Yeah. Uh, before I used to hate it because mm. I was broke. Yeah. And now I have money to do it. And this baller feels, over here. And it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> it feels baller. great. I, yeah. I bought Swiss Army Man. I bought The Thing yesterday, yeah. the John Carpenter version. Mm-hmm. And I'm nice. so excited to watch all of those. Nice. I have like seven movies that I haven't watched because yeah. I don't have time and I'm sad about it. Mm-hmm. But Hunter, do you, Excuse me. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm turning into Rick Sanchez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Morty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I guess... Is there anything? What did you watch? Did you watch? You've been watching Westworld. Oh uh, yeah, Westworld, yes. Atlanta, uh, The Walking Dead, Insecure show with uh, Issa Rae. Uh, it's just basically like a female version of Atlanta. It's it's a really really good show. It's oh, show, I yeah. know, I know that lady. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the commercials. She had a uh, she had a YouTube sh- series called uh, Awkward Black Girl. <laughs> it, was, it was really really good. Man, that get, that title gets right to the point. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just really cool seeing uh, people make their own way. You know, start up something on YouTube, and now they're on HBO. I mean, that's, that's really nice to see. 
How do you nice. feel about the Sarah Jessica Parker show? Mm. You, you, you know damn well. <laughs> damn well. Say, you know who, who, um, who Kelly Kapowski is? I know the name. That sounds familiar. All right. Who's Kelly Kapowski? Who, who is Kelly it? Kapowski is Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Safe by the Bell. This is from like an 80s television show. Right. But that's why I was uh, pissed off about a Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm like, I don't have to call you flipping Sarah Jessica Parker to know who Sarah Parker is. (laughs) It's it's like the Jerry Seinfeld joke, like the Bozo the Clown. If you say Bozo, I'm like, oh, Bozo the Butcher? Bozo the, like, no, it's Bozo the fucking Clown. Like, you know who we're talking about. It's Sarah fucking Parker. You know, it's like, no, it's not a different one because you didn't say her middle name. (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking Sarah Parker. There's a clown named Bozo. Bozo the clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, clowns are terrifying. I don't know how people ever thought clowns were funny. Yeah, clowns are weird. They are. <laughs> fucking anyway. Yeah. So we are going yeah. to what? What? I was, I was laughing. What? Oh, oh. what? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come back, take a break, take pee or whatever the fuck we do in the middle, mm-hmm. and then come back and talk about Swiss Army Man, which yeah, is yeah. one of my favorite Yay. movies of the year. Let's see. Cue music. So, We'll be right back, motherfuckers. Check that ass! That's great. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Welcome back. It's it's our show. We're gonna have we're gonna have a great time. Yay. All right, Brian, take take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back everybody. We're gonna talk about Swiss Army Man. But before that. Our little fucking pun master. You call me little? Yeah. I'm taller yeah. than you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, are. yeah. You're a that, tall Irish not, bastard. That's not, yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair, <laughs> no. Read your goddamn puns. I, I will read my puns. <laughs> Go ahead. And, 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 and do it into the mic, yes. Yes, okay. that would yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did you hear about the Italian chef with a terminal illness? I, I did not. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, what? Well, because I just told you the joke. So just fucked them up. Just, like, uh, uh, uh. Well, no, he, he passed away. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, yeah. Oh yeah! The Italian guy passed away. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I was, I was close to that Italian guy. I, didn't know. Yeah, I just wanted everybody to have a moment for the moment. Italian guy passed yeah. away. Yeah. Passed away. Yep. He passed away. That was it. That, I the, didn't want to read the other six. No, okay. That's mm. good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. We're going to talk about Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Uh, Swiss Army Man has been one of my favorite movies. It's really Did good. it come out 2016 or 26, 2015? I believe it was 2016. 2016? 2016? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's been my favorite movie, I think, of the year. Mm. And if it doesn't show up in the Oscars, I'm going to be a little miffed about it. It's definitely not showing up in the Oscars. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so either. Yeah. But, but it definitely really deserves it. It's really, uh, really good. Daniels, a uh, great directing duo. Oh, yeah. They directed, uh, they have two shorts before this, one mm. called My Best Friend Wedding mm. and another called Interesting Ball. Nice. Actually, I found one more. They have one more? Today. Uh, Possibilia. Possibility? That's what it's called. I'm going to have to check that shit out. Same year as uh, Interesting Ball came out. Huh. Those guys are some of the most interesting filmmakers that I've seen in such a long time. Yeah. So original. Weird motherfuckers. I love them. Definitely are. Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk about their movie, Swiss Army Man, one of my favorite titles of 2016. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris, give us a rundown. The rundown on Swiss Army Man. Uh, let's see. Outrageously fun and deeply affecting, Swiss Army Man is a gonzo buddy comedy that is a feature film debut of acclaimed music video directors, The Daniels. Uh, they're responsible for the Turn Down for What video, among others. Uh, bursting with limitless creativity in both form and content, Swiss Army Man goes from the absurd to the emotional to the whimsical to the profound and back again. Uh, Hank, played by Paul Dano, is stranded on a deserted island, having given up all hope of ever making it home again. But one day, everything changes when a corpse named Manny, played by Daniel Radcliffe, washes up on shore. The two become fast friends and ultimately go on an epic adventure that will bring Hank back to the woman of his dreams. You know, I, I, I have, I have like, the last sentence of that. They, they become fast friends. Mm-hmm. I like that they don't tell you that Manny comes back to life at mm-hmm. some point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just like he finds the corpse, they become friends. Yeah. Whatever happens in the middle, up to you to figure out what it is. Watch the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're only like kind of listening to that, or kind of like skimming over the title or the, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> over the description, sorry, it, it just sounds like another kind of movie. Yeah. It sounds it like sounds a. It, like it a sounds nice, like an average happy, generic comedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like oh, this would be fun. Right. It won't be weird or gross or absurd or. 
disgusting. The uh, my my first like two watchings of it, I watched the first twenty minutes, and then I watched the first thirty minutes of the second time, and it was so over the top, I couldn't, I just couldn't until <laughs> until I was I actually watched it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to the end, I was like, I'm I was so glad that it was more than what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was gonna be the farting, the 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 dick that's just going everywhere, the, you know, the the vomiting up of fresh water. You know what I mean? It's like I, I didn't. I was like, it's just very absurd. And I like my, my my rationale behind it at first was it seemed like like you had like two very stubborn filmmakers who were like very immature. And then it was like, no, you can't tell us what to do. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do. Right. And you know, but then I, I looked at the story. I was like, shit. No, these guys actually know what the fuck they're doing. Went back and looked at some of their videos and the turned down for what video specifically? Yeah. I'm like, no. It's like these guys. They're good filmmakers. They are good fucking filmmakers. I'm th- I'm comparing them to like it reminded me so much of my first feeling of Quentin Tarantino. Really? If yeah, hmm. uh, ter- the first time I seen a Tarantino movie, I was like, "This guy doesn't belong in the cinema world that I'm used to seeing." Like, it seems like this guy's like like a Kevin Smith, you know? Right. It seems like this guy's one of us who has the same kind of ideas that we have, and just didn't have the resources and made something through his vision. And that's what I felt with this. It's like this, you're not going to get this from Hollywood. Nope, you're not going to get, that. you know, Fox isn't going to come bring this down to you. This is like everyday regular people who, you know, had an idea and are making great shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? That's a, it's interesting that you mentioned that it felt like when the first time you watched Tarantino. Yeah. Because cause for me, watching this movie felt like the first time I watched Edgar Wright. <laughs> hey, all right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, what I, were you guys' first Tarantino movies? Mine was Pulp Fiction. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yep. My favorite yeah. one is Reservoir Dogs, but mm. my first movie was Pulp Fiction. Same, mine too. Mm-hmm. Same. First one, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie definitely felt like I was going back and I was watching the first movie of someone that I know is going to have a library of work that I'm going to have on my shelf yeah. in like 15 years. Yeah. They are fucking phenomenal. They and they, they handle comedy and they, and they handle uh, – timing and pacing mm-hmm. extremely well they they're extremely well written movie mm-hmm. and nothing really feels out of place despite the absurdity of the movie yeah. uh sort of like it's, it's just it's a it's a difficult movie to talk about without sort of just sounding silly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's hard like uh, paul dana's gonna kill himself he's stranded on an island and then daniel Radcliffe fucking floats on the beach yeah and and the rope from Paul Dano breaks, and he's like talks to Ratcliffe for a bit, goes sees if he's alive, takes his belt, goes to kill himself, and then Ratcliffe starts flopping on the beach floor because yeah. he's farting, gets on the water, and he's being propelled by his own farts, and Paul Dano rides him like a jet ski into another yeah. part of an island where the possibility of home exists. <laughs> you, you know, like... I, I had seen that scene like twice, like I so said, the first 20 minutes and the first 30 minutes twice, right. and it didn't do anything for me until um, you, you were at work and I passed by and you were like, um, the soundtrack, like the score, that's completely them. That's Daniel Radcliffe and them. That's them singing right. you know, to it. And then I started listening to it. I was like, holy shit. And uh, you know where um, where he's standing on top of whatever he's standing on to hang himself for the first time? Mm-hmm. And he's like, dun, dun, like singing and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and then later on when he goes to hang himself again, when he goes to run towards the the the, uh, the ocean, the music's playing in the background and he's singing along to it as it's going i'm like yeah. holy shit this it's is fucking cool, cool. Yeah. yeah like it's a, a, a that first sequence because that's the title sequence that predates where the actual name of the movie comes along mm. that from the beginning of the movie to where swiss army man text comes on screen mm. that felt like one of their shorts they like did. one of the, yeah. the daniel shorts yeah. yeah and it was a great way to set up the tone of the movie mm-hmm. it really had nothing it gave nothing else to the movie other than set up the tone yeah. and put us in the location that we needed to be in. Yeah. And I think that was a fucking genius way of handling it because it's such a weird premise that you need to you need those 10 to 15 minutes to establish your audience you and tell them, hey, this is what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was actually really, really clever of them in terms of, in terms of filmmaking. Because yeah. uh, you're not alienated by it. If you, if you watch the 15 minutes, you know what you're going to get for the rest of the movie. Definitely. It's true. You know, it's going to be weird. Yeah. You know, it's going to be... Just farts <laughs> the entire <laughs> way through. And I got to say, Paul Dana, I, I never really gave him too much credit. I saw him in There Will Be Blood. Great uh, actor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I didn't really see him in yeah. anything else. Yeah. Fucking great job in Swiss Army Man. He did a really good yeah. job. And Daniel Radcliffe is always super talented. Always. I love me some Radcliffe. Did yeah. a great job, too, as a dead guy. <laughs> I had to, I, like, because I knew they had, like, the uh, the dummy, the dummy uh, Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. So the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, which one is Radcliffe? Which one is the dummy? <laughs> right. like, going back and forth. 
<laughs> uh, I, I will tell you this: the scene where Daniel's riding him like a jet ski—that mm. was actually Radcliffe. Oh, really? Yeah, they wanted <laughs> Daniel's wanted to put the dummy on the jet ski, but mm. Daniel's like, no, 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 I, 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 I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I <got this. laughs> so, like, the fa- that's another reason why this movie feels the way it does. Is because mm. I feel like the actors weren't just making a movie; they were yeah. making something that they cared about. Yeah, and, and you can really see that amount of charm in their performances oh, yeah. and in everything else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's 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 fucking fantastic, mm. I, and we really can't get through through you how much we like this movie. It's pretty. I, I like how they they deal with a lot of the uh, the awkwardness in just everyday life yeah. about anything about about a, something as simple as a fart. He yep. like, why, why don't you fart? Why why do you hold your farts in around me? You know, yeah. or, or, or um or toward a little more towards the end, he was like um I, I, you you've made me cry, you made me do this, like all those things that you made me do that make me feel uncomfortable. I don't get to see you do any of those things, like right. all the things that make you an actual human being. I haven't seen you be human around me. Except that's mm-hmm. that okay. Well, that leads me to the next thing that I that I would love to talk about in this movie. Mm-hmm. What is this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what did you get out of this movie? Because mm-hmm. me personally, I got two really major things. Mm-hmm. I got a sort of like a gay love story okay. and a self acceptance story. Self acceptance is where yeah. I was going, you know, the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. You I, got? I think I, I have I have pages of notes on this. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I I got I got I mean the self acceptance thing is a big one. A big one for sure. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> just I so know. like fucking Honestly, going I, through his notes. I, it's I like, really oh, shit. don't know where to begin. Because yeah, because I, I, I think. Okay, I'll, I'll just throw out my mm-hmm. yeah. What'd you like my, about my it? My theory. All right. Okay. Yeah. My theory is that none of it actually happened. All right. And that uh, Hank was dead the whole time. I believe in that. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily believe that, but it's just like it's a very <laughs> it's a very possibility. possible. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And and I think the origin of it is related back to an old story from 1890. Um, lot of, lot, I think I read it in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Okay. So basically, it's this guy uh, during the Civil War. He's being executed in Alabama mm-hmm. uh, by hanging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> So a whole bunch of Union soldiers take him out onto uh, a railroad that's on a bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about to be hung, hanged. Yep, hanged it. Hanged, hanged it. Hanged it. Hanged it. As he's like up there, mm-hmm. about to die, mm-hmm. <laughs> he thinks of his family, uh, and he hears this unbearably loud clanging. Yeah. It turns mm-hmm. out it's just his watch ticking, and it's like slowing down. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden. He, he starts thinking of his wife, and then the, the noose breaks when he gets hung, yeah. hanged. <laughs> and he, hung he falls it. down into the water, yeah. tries to swim away. They're shooting at him. Cannonballs are flying. Mm. He sees his wife. Cut he goes him. up to embrace her, and then uh, he feels a sharp pain in his neck. He was dead the whole fucking time? flashes white and then cuts to black. He was dead the whole time? So he was dead the whole time. Yeah. The, the, that was just his brain trying to deal with the fact that he was dying. Yeah. The author then reveals that he imagined... Uh, being free while he was falling before the noose broke his neck. Yeah, and I think you can you can find like a few parallels yeah. right. right at the beginning, the first two minutes of the movie, mm. the noose breaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like at the beginning of yeah. the story. Yeah, um, and then there's another part where they're actually on uh, the the pipe. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. exactly an hour into the movie. Right. Um, and they're he they're both hanging from the pipe over water. Yeah. And he's actually being hung by his neck. No, too. he's being hung by his by his. There was cloth around his neck. Really? Yeah. No, I thought it was being hung like under his arms. Yeah, it, I think it was around. It was around the waist, them, but there was like something around his neck. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And then it broke again, but there were just like a few kind of a few parallels between that. Right. Here's the because you told me that theory. I mean, uh, like three weeks ago, maybe when you first watched the movie, it's like mm. I don't think any of that should happen. Mm. And I was like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I was really adamant about disproving what you were saying about it. But then I watched a movie yesterday. And I was like, no, no, no it kind of makes sense. I hate it, but it kind of makes sense. They even uh, mentioned yeah. something about it, like, right after the uh, the bus scene. Um, you know, where he makes the whole bus inside of the woods mm-hmm. and everything for him. And he was like, uh, maybe you're just a figment of my imagination that I've made up, you know, to deal with the fact that I can't accept myself and yada, yada, yada. Right, you know? yeah. Exactly. So, they, like, that's very plausible. Yeah. It, it, like, I didn't notice that the first time I watched the movie. Maybe because I was so, like, in love with the novelty of the movie oh, yeah, that I didn't yeah, sure. notice the subtlety. Yeah. But definitely watching the movie again, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't think any of this actually it happened. Have. It may not have, yeah. I, I think this dude's just got a little bit kooky yeah. in the fucking head. Yeah. I also think yeah? that... The reason that he has all these issues mm-hmm. in order to kill himself is because of his dad's penis. What all right. This is, this, is getting, <laughs> this is getting Freudian. Yeah, no, it's Freud. I yeah. even have it. You Freud. believe his, um, his dad yeah. um, has something to do with his mom's death in a way or what? No, what I, I think uh, Hank looks at Manny the way his dad looked at Hank. 
growing mm. up. And I think that story is parallel between their lives. That's mm. why he's recreating this thing where he has to take care of this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hank has a mental illness. Yeah. Manny has a physical illness. So yeah. it's, it's still a huge burden. Hmm. He has to teach him how to do everything in society because he doesn't remember anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see what else do I have. Uh, yeah, I, dad put him down for farting growing up. Um, I think that's part where the self-acceptance, the self, uh, self-acceptance <laughs> comes in. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like I think uh, Manny and ha- I think Hank is the version of that's actually alive, the human being. And then Manny is just kind of a representation of all of the issues yeah. that he had growing up, the being socially rejected, the, mm-hmm. the being called hanky-wanky because mm-hmm. he <laughs> thinks about his mom when he masturbates. My, that, my favorite <laughs> line was um, when, when his dad told him about uh, if you masturbate, then you cut away years from your life. Yeah. And then his mom was like, well, if you masturbate enough, like I'm this old and you're this old, if you masturbate enough, you can catch up and we can both die at the same time and you'll never be without me. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's Hank, dark. Hank, when I t- masturbate, I'm going to think of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> there's something so adorable funny. about all these weird conversations that they have like yeah. Yeah. think of your mom or like if a friend doesn't fart in front of me then what else is he hiding yeah kind of line it's just like everything's like so silly but they all hit at like very core truths of being a person I, I really like the um like the little the montage that uh Radcliffe went on about that it was mm-hmm. like um he was experiencing memories uh, supposedly right. for the first time and it was like, okay these are memories and these memories become thoughts and then those thoughts become other thoughts so those those thoughts become ideas and you can you have know? a thought inside right. of a thought inside of a thought yeah right. yeah I mean it's just you're creating your own world around you mm-hmm. you know it's like whether you're creating that optimistic world that pessimistic world but it's just your own ideas and your own experiences are created creating your you as a person right you know? and it was, it was just cool to see him go through that but the, the the other really great thing that i thought about this movie when i was watching it yesterday was uh, sorry oh, that's an interesting thought <laughs> yeah it, it really is <laughs> <laughs> smells like fucking kfc <laughs> uh the the thought that i had is like manny and hank are sort of learning from each other yeah you know manny is this representation of self-expression mm. and so everything manny just says what's on his head because he doesn't know how to hide it he's completely honest he's always working at a four yeah but hank has been repressed so much that he's always working at a one mm. he can't really form any deeper at connections and so these two guys are interacting with each other one of them trying to get the other person to act like them yeah and although hank is teaching manny how to move and how to function as a human life yeah. person. Yeah. Manny is teaching him how to emotionally. be emotionally be self-expressed. Yeah. And and there's like there's a great dynamic where these characters are exchanging uh, sort of not experiences but just sort of philosophies. That yeah. is going back and forth throughout the entire movie. That was a good thing with Sage was saying too about the uh, the father, which we were just saying mm-hmm. um uh, the, neither one of them being able to express themselves. The father right. can't express right. I think they said something about it too in there, yeah, but yeah. He was like, they yeah. were never really good at, at showing how we feel about each other. Yeah. And no, I think that's why there's a movie. Because yeah. there was that issue his dad didn't want. His dad was older, probably born in what, the 60s or 70s or mm. something. Probably. Where it was that. just a little bit more uptight yeah. in society socially. So that kind of, maybe he forcefully reflected that onto his son. Mm-hmm. And then that fucked him up. And right. now he's trying to figure himself out as he's being hung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hang>. Right. <laughs> So it's like, hey, I, I got to figure this out. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I really like the message and the idea behind it. It's just mm-hmm. like, um, unfortunately, Daniel Radcliffe, the things that made him great is uh, what we typically look at as disgusting. Right. You know, the fact that he could jet propel himself with his own farts. Right. You know what I mean? He could <laughs> vomit out water. You can vomit out fresh water. I mean, those things are like typically look at as disgusting, but it's like those are, you know, the things that make him amazing. And when you look at each person individually, we all have those things that, you know, if, if, if people were to analyze it, it doesn't look that great. No, <laughs> you know, no, it doesn't it look does that not. great. But it's no. like the, the things that aren't that great about you, are, but it's unique and it's different and no one else can have that. And that's really what's going to be your purpose in life, I feel like. Right. The, yeah. I feel like if you took Hank and if you took a person mm. and you split the self-expression and you split the so, the like the, 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 uh, the shell that we put out into society, yeah. you get Manning and Hank. Mm. Which is why I think the movie works very well because they're very opposite, but they're the same person. Yeah. Unless you're a serial killer. In which case, you should, you should keep that shit <laughs> locked away. You shouldn't let that out. It's not good. There are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Okay. This is this yeah. is true. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! That threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> but uh, that's a part of self acceptance that I got from mm. the movie. Yeah. Sort of like. 
the reason why Manny dies again at the end is because at that point, Hank has learned everything that he needs to learn from Manny. And yeah. he sort of accepted the weird side of himself that farts in front of people and, yeah. and, and thinks weird shit that people shouldn't be saying. Yeah. And so Manny's not needed anymore. So whatever he was projecting onto Manny, mm-hmm. which I do think... I you said that what happened didn't actually happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ha- I'm of the mind that it did actually happen, mm. but the body was just a dead body. I mean, man and Hank was just projecting all of his issues into that's a dead possible body. Too. Possible too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so and so that's why at the end we get people talking about the dead body. It's like yeah. he's just found a dead body. Dude jumped from a bridge. Mm-hmm. Could have found him there. Right. So I think that Hank just literally had a breakdown and he projected this whole repressed side of his personality into a dead body. Mm-hmm. And walk through the woods without being any real danger because it was like five feet away from this lady's house, Sarah, yeah. whatever the fuck. You know, yeah. the Her only because I've thought of that too mm-hmm. when I watched it. The only thing that bothers me is the ending with that theory. Yeah, because yeah. everybody witnessed it. Yeah. Right. The only way for in my head, the only way for everybody to witness it and there to be a conclusion is that it didn't happen. If he was dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> See, the 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 way that I can get around that in my head because I thought about that too. Okay. But it's that we are watching the world through Hank's eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what filmmaker filmmakers do. We're not watching the world as it happened. We're yeah. watching the world through the perception of one of the main characters, mm-hmm. namely our protagonist. Mm-hmm. So Hank could very well just perceived that Manny went back into the ocean mm-hmm. and that everybody witnessed it and agrees with him as a way to put himself at peace, but it didn't actually have to happen. So mm-hmm. they see him kind of like in Sausage Party when the people took bath salts. They could see the food talking. I, sure. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. I've not yeah, seen that movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'll have to go back and look at that last, uh, that beat shot. I mm-hmm. mean, just because there were a lot of reaction shots and they were reacting to the things that were happening, you know. So, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what they would have been reacting to without yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, you know, going back into the ocean and farting his way back out to sea. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he was going home. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, the, the, the opposite could have been is just that the body's just laying there the whole time and nothing happens to the body. Right. Yeah. But uh, but then there's they have this great line where they zoom in on fucking Sarah's face. Mm. She was like, mm. what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Right. Yeah. And, like, actually scared. So yeah. it's like, well, what the fuck's actually happening? Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I, I feel like there's, right. a, there's a very real disconnect from reality Yeah. Uh, that's happening at the end of that movie. Mm. And maybe both of us are right and maybe sure. none of us are right about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that whatever happened, happened. Yeah. And it was just a projection of Manny into, into I mean, of Hank into Manny. Mm. And, and I think that's where the self-acceptance comes on. He had to, like, embody the side of him that nobody loved, that yeah. he hid like trash, which is a theme that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then had to sort of learn how to live with it before it could be a part of the world again. Yeah. And that's where the self-acceptance comes in. I actually looked at uh, an interview with mm-hmm. the Daniels on uh, NPR. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I read that too. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they, they said basically, I don't know if you guys have both seen Interesting Ball. Uh, I haven't. It's, yeah. it's a thing. It didn't actually happen, of course, because yeah. a ball uh, fucks this guy's wife. A, a ball fucks <laughs> yeah. a red ball. Yeah. A, a red, red ball, ball fucks it. And yeah. the, it's, so it's one just... of my favorite lines of movie history. <laughs> mm. This ball fucked my wife! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's just a whole bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. And the moral of, of the whole story is life is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Weird, weird things happen. Yeah. And it, it's basically what they said about the movie, too. Exactly. Okay. It's just no. that weird shit happens. Yeah. And just get over the weirdness. And just right. kind of like live your life about it. Unless that, you're a serial killer. Unless you're a serial killer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I can't yeah. stress that. <laughs> In which case, don't. Yeah. Don't okay. live your life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just try to be a ball. I don't know. <laughs> don't fuck anyone's wife, though. No. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. Unless yeah. it's your wife. Unless it's your Well, yeah, yeah, you can fuck your wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that works. That. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. I like the, <laughs> I like the line where they uh like when they when they made that bus uh, scene again I'm going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh when they're in the jungle and they make the bus and uh he's uh, telling Daniel Radcliffe about the uh the woman that's sitting uh like the seat right next to him and it's like all you have to do is go over there and say something and uh Daniel Radcliffe is like he's feeling anxiety like he doesn't know the right? feeling like he doesn't know how to get up and go over there and say something to her. It's like what what would you do? Like you're teaching me how to do what would you do? Right. He was like oh I would probably just wait and not do anything <laughs> <Right>. too. <laughs> Just the the little ounces of sadness that this movie can deliver, and little moments like that, yeah. just like little droplets of gold mm-hmm. into like so, of social commentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, sure, everybody's like brave when they're gonna think about it, but then they have to do it, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the fuck, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's upsetting. It is. Yeah, uh, the way that they handle anxiety and just emotion in general, mm-hmm. sort of like how Manny has to learn emotion. Yeah, 
fascinates me. I mean, it's one of the best written because there's a lot of movies where someone has to learn how to be a person. Yeah, I mean, it's like a fish out of water story. I right. Mean, Encino Man, you take a caveman and you throw him into 1970, 1980, make him relearn everything that's going on there. But the Swiss Army Man, they didn't go as uh, trivial as mm-hmm. something like a Swiss Army Man. Even though it's more raunchy and over the top, like with the comedy, they actually have a, a, a more suited message for my taste. <laughs> yeah, guess. absolutely. And and just like again with the sort of what I was saying with Manny and Hank being the self acceptance of each other. Yeah. Uh, Hank has a line when he's like punching Manny or poking poking Hank. Oh, in the backyard. Yeah, in the backyard yeah. to get him to, you know, just accept the fact that he's scared. Yeah. He goes like, but maybe everyone's a little bit ugly. Maybe we're just ugly dying sex shit. And maybe all it takes is for one person to be okay with that. And maybe the whole the whole world will sing and dance and fart. And we'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that whole line is just so, so ridiculous in context. They, but the, what it means is so powerful. That The very next scene, mm-hmm. I had to rewind a few times because, um, you know, the little girl comes out and uh, Daniel Radcliffe is trying to show that he has value, mm-hmm. you know, and that he's not a weird, scary person. Yeah. So he demonstrates his penis, right. you know, and that it can do all kinds of like movements. And, <laughs> and she's rightfully like gets very upset about it. Yeah. You know, the little girl, and she starts crying. But like you said, the speech right before that. <laughs> Funny, that's how I uh, that's how I got my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the uh, the speech right before that. Show it on the way home. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's like saying about the uh, the acceptance, you know, that yeah. if, you, if you just show who you are, then people will ac- accept you. But mm-hmm. you have to get through that awkward phase. It's like you can't immediately show someone. Like it's not going to be as drastic as showing somebody your dick, you right? Know, but just just showing that. <laughs> that ugly truth, you know, mm-hmm. with, with someone that you've been hiding, they're not immediately going to accept that for the most part. Uh, 99% of the time, it's going to be, you know, Yeah, you have awkward. to, like, ease up into that shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to, like, drop little, this like, still levels. sounds like a metaphor for a penis. Show <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. the ugly truth. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I was so happy about, like, that little girl, like, mm-hmm. after, she became, after she was upset, she still accepted them. She was like, no. Uh, so, you know, the uh, the mom came out, she was ready mm-hmm. to bring her in the house, and all upset, and let's call now on yada, yada, yada. And she like uh, no these people need help yeah this right. is manny he needs help he needs he help lost you know, in the force. exactly mm-hmm. it's like he he identified who he was he showed his truth she was upset about it but she's like no okay you're a human being right, right. You know? so it's like i, I really Just like that, that message crazy human being yeah yeah but yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> crazy human being who i don't identify with whatsoever but a human being nonetheless you know right. so i was like wow i, I also true. felt this movie was a, a little bit of a love story mm. uh, between between hank and manny well, yeah that's the freud bit the, he also kind of loves his dad yeah i can see that yeah. there's there's definitely that know. aspect of it there like that's why he keeps thinking about going home just because yeah. he wants to be with his family right. but his yeah. family's a little bit shitty yeah so he has to reconcile that with the fact like right after the scene where uh where daniel and and, and paul dano were hanging out in the wood in the woods like right before the bear uh, he goes out to pee and then he gets signal on his phone and he gets a birthday card from his dad. Yeah. Right. And right before that, they were considering to staying in the forest and just live out their life in the fucking forest because mm-hmm. they've been friends. Yeah. But then he sees the message and he was like, oh, fuck, I got to go home. So it's definitely that aspect of it. Yeah. God, I'm so burpy. Okay. God damn mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but there's also like Paul Dano, like an incredibly lonely man, just met somebody randomly and before they knew it, they were friends. And they've been through all this whole adventure together and they spend so much time together mm. getting to where they are and that you can't help but feel that it's a bit of a love story. It's it's sort of like both of them mm. learning how to accept the faults that the other person has mm. and becoming comfortable with that and, and sort of falling in love in that, maybe not uh, in a typically romantic manner, yeah, sure. but definitely falling in love with each other's quirks and weirdnesses. I mean, it's... Uh, it's um. I can I can see what you're saying about maybe a gay love story, but mm-hmm. it's just like I, I I agree with the idea. I right. mean, because we can go back to uh, to Rocky when you see him and Adrian. Right. I got gaps, she got gaps. We fill each other's gaps, you know. And that's that's what this relationship is. They both fill each other's gaps for that completion. Right. So yeah, I, I can get right. what you're coming from, definitely. And then and then that turns into into Hank being able to function alone mm-hmm. after Manny's gone. Yep. <clears throat> but I definitely personal. do feel like there's an aspect, and even the Daniel said this. Even Daniel mm-hmm. said that this is really a love story. Mm-hmm. Uh, between these two, these two guys, because mm. they're they're learning how to be each other, um, and and not to mention, also that even the they even make a nod to it in the soundtrack mm. during the montage. One of the lyrics is, "Are we falling in love?" I like uh, I love the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. soundtrack I for this music is this song is amazing. 
It's really, really good. I fucked up like five words in that sentence. I meant the soundtrack for this movie is amazing. Mm. I said the soundtrack for the song is so amazing. But so we, we've kind of went all over the place with the plot yeah. and, and kind of thing. But like the actual filmmaking of this movie, I want to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, the the comedic timing that these guys has is, is pretty goddamn genius. Mm. They know when to cut for a joke. Sure. Uh, my favorite example is like when they were talking about porn, mm. and <laughs> yeah. and Hank uh, mentions fetishes. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, that's why people have fetishes." And then they cut, and then Iraklif says, "Man, girls must be really nice to like guys do all of that to them." Mm. And I <laughs> <laughs> and there's a deleted scene where they actually talk what the fetishes are, oh, nice. but they cut it because they knew that leaving the thing out of the fetishes would make it so much more so much funny. funny. Yep. Like th- these guys know they show restraint in filmmaking. Something yeah. a lot of filmmakers don't know. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of restraint when it comes to how their comedy is presented. Oh yeah. yeah. And and even when like their soundtrack is presented, the, when to keep the whites happening, when to yeah. let the camera sit still. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible. Like when uh, Dano goes out of the beach. Because he's going to leave Manny there and find his way home. Yeah. They just leave the camera on Daniel Radcliffe yep. for like a solid 30 seconds. It was like a solid 20 second shot, mm. I think. And then you hear like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. He picks up Manny and then leaves. Yep. Uh, little things like that, uh, not a lot of people do in filmmaking. I can they see feel why like you uh, compared the air, had the Edgar Wright comparison now with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because they play with the frame. Yeah. Like sound is so important. Yeah. The image that you're playing with is so important, and mm. the timing in which you present that image is incredibly important when you're trying to be funny. Yeah. And like comedy nowadays, you're just kind of like, ah, let's just say a joke, say a line, let's yeah. have some witty banter. Mm. It's like, fuck you. Give us <laughs> something fresh and interesting to talk about. Yeah. It's rare enough to like make a note that this movie had. Right. Had those kind of things in it. Yeah. And even and even though it has its dramatic moments, like the film's riddled with drama. Yeah. Uh, the comedy within those dramas just like perfectly balances out, yeah. and it just creates sort of like a feel-good, whimsical, dreamlike story that it's hard to take away. It's it's hard to walk out of the movie not feeling like we were charmed into something. Sure, yeah. it, it's a very charming movie. It is for me. Yeah, I, I really, really, really dug it. It's a good movie, definitely. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> that was good. Are we over time? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I, I'm curious before we end. What was this about the dad's dick? Huh? Oh, I, already ex- I already went over No, it. you already went over it? Well, okay. that, it was just, where is it? <laughs> I can read it like what I actually, I, I said, Freud, exclamation mark. It stems from dad's dick. His, Hank's dad, not mine. Uh, right. Yeah. It stems from my dad's dick. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. That yeah. a bad Christmas. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> I put Bummer. Manny is Hank's self that helps him reason with everything. Uh, Hank appears to have mental illness. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just saying that there, there's like a father son relationship a little bit that wasn't existing. Right, that didn't exist. It, it's almost like Hank had to raise Manny. Okay, okay. He had to teach mm-hmm. Manny how to do everything in the world. Yeah, that's what you're saying. The middle yeah. finger and that one little cut. Scene. <laughs> yeah, he cut him the middle it's like finger. one one yeah. frame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there there's a love story in it too, and and and. I, I forgot where I was going with it. It's just, I, <laughs> I don't talk. know. It, it just seemed like a little bit Freudian mm-hmm. because he kept referencing his dad as yeah. this thing that he can't like get away from around or Definitely. get away from. Yeah. And then here's Manny and he's like a father figure to Manny almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was okay. pretty much the Freud part. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And any, uh, uh, we were over time. Any mm. last words? Um, it's, the movie's not what it seems. Uh, that's that's what I can say. I mean, I I thought it was um, gonna be a weekend at Bernie's type thing. Like I said, I mean, like I said, it, it is silly, over the top, like a weekend at Bernie's thing that I th- wouldn't typically like or agree with. But um, this has actual message. I mean, you have actual filmmakers that know what they're doing here. They are, the the script is brilliant. The, the cinematography is really good. And for me, it's like I, I like to, I like characters. Mm-hmm. You know, you really get into the uh, the technical aspect of um, of film, and I, I I really get into like characters, and they have that shit. They have all of it in spades. You know, they they have it all. So, Fuck yeah, they do. You know, I it's, definitely recommend it. It's one of the smartest movies that I've seen in the last five years. This is really good. Yeah, yeah there was one review that I saw online that said <laughs> one thing you definitely can't say about Swiss Army Man is oh, not that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. yeah, seriously, you've yeah. never seen something like it. That's yeah. for sure. I wanna, I wanna give out. Uh, 
I, w- I wanted to find one of my favorite lines, but I guess I'll do it when we're talking about the premieres because I got to go through all of my notes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we are going to... Oh, this is it. My favorite conversation. What is this? Those are cars. I know those are fucking cars. I'm calling out my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my life. <laughs> Such a little is. throwaway line. I'm yeah. talking about life, motherfucker. Just yeah. like the anger and anxiety that was in that line. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> this movie gets it. This movie fucking gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be back with the movie and television premieres in a second. <laughs> anyway, we're back with the movie and television premieres. Chris, do your thing. All right, this is uh, television and movies from Tuesday, November the 8th through Monday, November the fifth, the 14th. Do you see this is in color? Yeah, wow. yeah. I Did know, you right? print it at your place? Or? Oh, no, huh? They said the school. Oh, okay. It's fucking pr- in color. I Fuck yeah, that's, actually, a, that's the advantage of working at the printing services. Hell, yeah. Oh, there you go. This shit is some fucking color. And there's no need for this. I'm throwing this away right after this. So. <laughs> good. You're an American. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, we got uh, Tuesday, November the 8th, uh, Stephen Colbert's Live Election a Night Democracy Series finale. Who's going to clean up this shit? <laughs> uh, it's gonna be on Showtime at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. I fucking love Stephen Colbert. Yeah. See, yeah. he's a goddamn hero. Yeah, so man. He's still doing so much work. Yeah, he's, so he's awesome. He's yes. That. Yeah. So that's uh, that's November uh, the eighth on a Tuesday. Stephen Colbert election night. Uh, Showtime at 11 p.m. Check that out. That'll be great. Damn. Um, next thing is gonna be Wednesday, November the 9th Jay Leno's Garage. Y'all familiar with Jay Leno at all? I I I. I never liked them. I didn't either. Thank you. Yeah. Didn't either. either. I, 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 I'm a, I was a David Letterman fan. I was mm-hmm. a Conan yeah. O'Brien fan. I was a Craig Ferguson fan. He just always struck me weird and creepy. Yep. He yep. always creeped me out. Wasn't wasn't. Maybe on, it was the chin. Wasn't the chin's enough for two people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's like the fucking crimson chin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, Shout he, out to Philly Odd Parents. Oh yeah. Parents. That's the shit. <laughs> fucking uh, what was it like a. Uh, what was the mayor? Something Dimma, Dimma dog, Dimmy. Oh, Dimmingdale. Dim- Dimma. Shit. Honor of the, speaking no, English. No, d- yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Dimmingdale, honor of the Dimmadome. The Dimmadome, yeah. yeah oh, the honor of the Dimmadome. <laughs> <laughs> Love that shit. Yeah. God, I watched the shit out of that show when I was a kid. <laughs> Me too. And Danny Phantom. Mm. Danny Phantom, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Danny Phantom. What's What's the one with the teeth? That um, he was he was he was a, a singer and uh, he had shiny teeth. He sung a song. Was it Skylark? I think yeah. so. Skylark. That yeah. sounds funny. Yeah. 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 Chip, yeah, Chip Skylark. Chip, Chip Skylark. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. Fuck me. Fairly all appearance, guys. God damn. <laughs> but that's a Wednesday, November the 9th, I Jay Leno's Garage. <laughs> all this nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you get through a fucking reading. Got emotional, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be on CNBC at uh, 10 p.m. So basically, like, Jay Leno's whole career, he just collected cars, like, his entire life. And it's, like, one of the most depreciative, like, material things that you could ever buy is a car. And right. he bought hundreds and hundreds of those things. So, I mean, that's his life. So uh, you can go watch that on CNBC at 10 p.m. November the 9th on a Wednesday. I Nothing. don't know why you would care about some old dude's car. I mean, people like cars. People like cars. I guess. Yeah. But do they care about Jay Leno's cars? I, 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 you know what? there might be somebody sad enough to want to live vicariously through Jay Leno's life at this point still. Watch us get a fucking email saying like, fuck you guys, I'm not sad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That says yeah. a lot about him. Yeah. Like, I mean, out of all the people to live through, you choose Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you can, you can probably do better now. Some people are into the chin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, uh, next thing is going to be uh, The Memoirs of an International Assassin. It's an action comedy on Netflix Kevin James. Kevin James. Stars as an author turned hitman and a new film destined to be described by critics as available on Netflix. (laughs) 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 No, it's the first time I read that. (laughs) Kevin James stars as an author turned hitman in a new film destined to be described by critics as available on Netflix. You know what? I might just watch it. I am gonna watch just because of the self awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, wa- I'll watch a trailer for it on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, just because I wanted to bash it. I just wanted yeah. to bash it, but no, it does look like it's kind of all right. It kind of huh. looks all right. What's it called again? Um, the memoirs of an international assassin. Huh. It's 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 okay. like it's like I, I'm guessing it's gonna be like mall cop with a little bit more guns they, they make a reference to it and make sure that you know it is not mall cop okay good whatsoever. <laughs> they specifically make they specific, sure you know. seriously they specifically say not oh, mall cop God. <laughs> I love it I'm yeah. into it yeah 
Uh, go, Kevin James. The, uh, the next thing, um, a show called Mars. Uh, this is directed by Ron Howard. Uh, the six-part Ron Howard-produced hybrid uh, miniseries depicts a fictitious first mission to Mars by human astronauts in the year 2033. Huh. The dramatic scenes are intercut with interviews of some of today's leading space exploration experts like Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Elon Musk, uh, NASA Administrator Charles Bowden, and a lot of other fancy schmancy people. You know what's really funny about that? <laughs> yeah. They put Neil deGrasse Tyson mm. and then Elon Musk, mm. uh, but then they put the title of the third guy because yeah. they know nobody knows, nobody knows who the, who fuck that the is. third guy yeah. is. Right. Like, no, well, no, he's, he's the, the NSA, uh, NASA, NASA. <laughs> Administrator. You, you know who that is? Uh, yes, no? Yeah. You, you know, no? that guy? That guy? <laughs> he, he, he handles space. Uh, uh, just, just, just tune in for Neil deGrasse Tyson then, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a show called Mars, uh, produced by Ron Howard. It's a drama sci-fi documentary, and that's on uh, Nat Geo. That's a Nat station? Geo. Oh, Nat okay. Geo? That's a National Geographic. National Ge- oh, 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 that's yeah. what it is. Oh, oh National yeah. Geographic. Yeah. There we go. I get, yeah. yeah, we need I'm you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm helpful. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. So uh, National Geographic at 9 p.m. Monday, November the 14th. So yeah, that's that's all of the television for this week. Really? That's a that's short, weirdly empty television. Very mm. empty week for television. Um, for movies, uh, there's a movie called uh, Shut It or Shut In. Shut In. Yeah, Shut In. Um, Naomi Watts is in it. All right, okay. I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't know who Naomi Watts is. Uh she was in Party of Five. <laughs> don't know who Naomi she, Watts is. She was um in nothing else I can think of, so it's it's listed as a PG thirteen, a drama thriller, a heart pounding pounding thriller about a widowed child psychologist who lives in an isolated existence in rural New England. All right. Um That sounds cheerful. Yes, very much. Hmm. Hey, you so. wanna go be depressed for an hour and a half? I, I'm I'm good right now. I think yeah. I'm good. I think I'm good too. I, no, I mean like I I can handle. I don't want to pay money to get depressed. depressed. Yeah, yeah I can just look that. in the mirror. Yeah. So that's 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 <laughs> shut in. <laughs> shut in. PG thirteen. <laughs> uh, the next. I came on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sage. The, uh, the 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 next movie uh, stars Amy Adams, Jimmy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker. Okay, that was that the 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 ling the linguist one, the one with the linguist. The arrival. That's the, uh, yes, the one we've the been seeing. Yes, the aliens, and she yep. has to translate yep. shit. Yep. I'm into oh. that movie. I kind of surprisingly into that That's movie. I kind of. Yeah. I don't like Amy Adams, but I'm into that movie. You don't like Amy Adams? Why not? Really? I like What's, her. Is her face? Uh, something face? about her. Something about she just. She, does she remind you too much of uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office? Yeah, I like Jenna That's Fisher. What it is. I like but her I, too. I like yeah. Jenna Fisher too, but I don't like the fact that there's a boot like Jenna Fisher out there. There is. Well, maybe maybe that's a person. We just went through like Swiss Army Man. Everybody's individual. Like, yeah, those people are the same. Well, you know, well, I mean, Jenna Fisher might be just a boot like Amy Adams this is true. but you know we never no, know I, I just I just I've never seen a movie with I haven't seen a movie with Eddie Amy Adams that impressed me yet. Yeah okay. That, okay. that's the real problem. I I don't I can't think of any Amy Adams movies. No, I'm sure I've she seen was them. in Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. Oh, God. So that's why. All right. Yeah. Um so <laughs> Fuck you Zack Snyder <laughs> Jesus Christ. So angry about that movie still. Yeah. Uh it's it's uh, called Arrival PG thirteen hundred and sixteen minute runtime listed as a drama, mystery, sci fi thriller has a meta score of uh, 81 out of 100. It says a linguist is recruited by the military to assist in translating alien communications. No pressure. Yeah, right. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Although, I think there's a, like three or four episodes of me going like, fuck you, Zack Snyder, really loudly. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, the next movie is going to be Almost Christmas. It stars uh, Gabrielle Union, uh, Danny Glover, and no one else of note. Nice. <laughs> it's uh, rated uh, PG-13, 112-minute runtime. It's listed as a comedy drama. A dysfunctional family gathers together for their first Thanksgiving since their mom died. <laughs> All right. Oh. So we got another upper. <laughs> wow. Yay. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. Almost Ooh, Christmas. I, I had like the hugest crush on uh, Gabrielle Union. You I don't know, know who he is. Um, it's the woman first. Oh, I don't <laughs> know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. said Gabrielle. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, like, Gabrielle Union, uh, she's married to a basketball player named Dwayne Wade. But um, but yeah, when I was like eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, I, my entire room was just like stalker. Like every magazine <laughs> that she was ever in, I took every magazine she had ever appeared in and like t- like cut the, the picture out of where I put them on the wall. So the all so the like walls. cut like a Playboy picture <laughs> and then stuck her head in the Playboy. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> said, you said you cut them out. I almost thought you were gonna say yeah, and then I cut her eyes out of each picture. Each one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, just had the entire the entire wall, just nothing hey, but Gabrielle Union. That's more than stalking. It's yeah, good. yeah. 
But that's almost Christmas, so uh, go see the na- new Gabrielle Union movie, PG-13, 112 minute runtime. Gabrielle Union. I can't wait. Yep, can't wait. You said uh, something so personal, and we're just like, ah. Uh, yep. Fuck uh, you. Sorry. You're weird. Yep. yep. Just trying to open up, trying to open up, and that's what I get. We love that's what I get. I'm a person. Oh, you're a person, yeah. I'm a person. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't think you guys can air this one. Someone's going to get arrested for sure. The uh, the next one is Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Uh, It's rated R, 110-minute runtime, and it's a drama and war. There's a lot of war movies coming out now. Mm-hmm. What's the other one that's coming out? The uh, Mel Hawks Gibson? Ridge. Yeah, Hawks Out Already came out. Oh, it did? Yep. Oh, yeah, according weekend. to this. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. But yeah, a lot of war movies. Uh, but this one is uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Uh, 55 out of a 100 Metascore. It's um, 19-year-old Billy Lynn is brought home from a victory tour after a harrowing Iraq battle. Iraq battle. Nah. Through uh, flashbacks, the film shows what really happened to a squad, contrasting the reality of war with American perceptions. Uh, it stars Kristen... Uh, Kristen Stewart and you know what I thought that was um what's the one that you were talking about earlier uh, yesterday uh, um, th- she was on uh, Mark Maron's podcast Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig yeah. yeah I fucking read this at some point and thought well, I seen Kristen Wiig instead <laughs> of Kristen Stewart you got I'm, a little bit excited I was excited at first but now you know, no Twilight yeah yeah <laughs> Twilight no. really fucked up her career yeah like she was okay before twilight she was she getting was, gigs she was in uh adventureland yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i liked yeah. her she in that was, she was okay in that yeah, yeah. she was pretty nice That's I, I love kristen stewart i think she mm. was one of the she's hot as shit and really talented i don't see the hot or the oh, talent yeah. Yeah. neither one of those things was fuck she, you like, guys her, her mouth is always just a little bit open and i mean i mean I'll, I'll ride with you just give me one example yeah um, of, of her talent she was in panic room Oh, she you was pretty me? young. She yeah. was pretty young. She was yeah, pretty young, but yeah. I didn't think she was hot then. I just thought she was good. No, no I, j- I just yeah. want the talent. Just the talent. But yeah. Panic Room, all right. Panic Room was pretty good. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, the <laughs> just, just the talent. <laughs> if the talent is there, I'll ride with you. And I, can, I can ride with you on Panic Room. Adventureland was pretty good. That was, I, I, that like, was, I, okay, I didn't okay. like the movie, but yeah. she was pretty good. She was, she was all right. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything I mean, else. you you made a somewhat of a case. Three would be great. Three would be great. You know, but I'll take the Can't think of a third one. Panic Room was a strong performance. Was she in Zombieland? No, uh-huh. it was uh, yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, love Emma Stone too. Well, I, I you know, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Yeah, I, I couldn't do what Kristen Stewart did in any of her roles any better. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> any hey, better? Look, that's some props right there. <laughs> 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 Throw those props out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Kristen Stewart, Stewart movies. Uh, she's uh, starring alongside of Vin Diesel. Oh, so. that should be interesting. Huh. Not no. <laughs> No. I was thinking that too. You know, because like, as I said, it's like they're, they're they're equals to me. Kristen Stewart and um and Vin Diesel. Like I've have, I've seen neither one of those people do an acting job. So I was like, wow, that's yeah. I think the, I think the only one that I really really liked from Vin Vin, uh, Vin, Vin Diesel uh, was the Iron Giant, and it was just his voice. The Iron Giant. What yeah. the fuck? He was what? the voice of the Iron Giant. What? Yeah. It says no Steve Martin on here. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Why is Steve Martin's name right? That can't be Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin in the War movie. Yeah, that, Stephen Martin. That, yeah, that, that can't guy. be. Yeah, that can't be Steve Martin, like I'll the comedian author Steve Martin, fucking mm. Mensa member Steve Martin. He's a Mensa. <laughs> he's a fucking genius. Like what? he's literally in Mensa. Steve Martin. The name I've the read movie. all of his books. Um, uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. That is a long name. Yeah, don't like it. But no, Steve Steve Martin, one of my idols, like comedic genius, so actual good. genius. Read I his books, seen his poor movies. Black child. <laughs> I'm a wild and crazy guy. Yeah. Love 1980s comedy. Yeah. What's, is there anything else from that? That is it. Uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Uh, this rated R, 110 minute run time. Check it out or not. Damn. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, but, shit. What, what, was that was that Steve Martin in the in the I movie? Just got it. Come on, fucking top filled cast. Come on, <laughs> no. come on. This is not in the top three. Jeez, Rick. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the actual Steve Martin. Yeah, uh, Steve Martin. Huh? That's weird. What's wow. he doing in a war movie? I mean, he's, he's, he's an actor, somebody. but but it's just like I, I was just like judging oh, his choice. Chris oh, Tucker's movies. in it too. Chris Tucker, huh? Yeah. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Yeah. Well then. What the hell? Where are all these people doing on there? It's like getting paid, movie. apparently. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, the the reviews for it is aren't that great, but shit, I'm I might have to see it. There's a guy just named Astro in there. <laughs> Fuck just that guy. D- the, no last name. Just Astro. Is it from the Jetsons? Astro. I'm glad to see he's finally getting some work. (laughs) 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 
There's a character named Crack in the movie. Lovely. Lovely. How lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I might watch it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just for... It's possible. Anyway. (laughs) We're at the end of today's episode. Yeah. So you guys can find us on Twitter at Mm -hmm. underscore FFS podcast. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Facebook, fucking Google Play Music app, iTunes podcast app, and Stitcher Mm -hmm. under the name for film's sake. We're we're on all of those fucking things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I recommend you guys to do all of your listening on Stitcher. Mm. I think it is the best platform for podcasts out there. Mm. And I don't say that lightly because I hate most platforms for everything. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, Stitcher definitely the one the platform that you want to use they're really cool and give them your support because I want to see more cool podcasts on that show and uh, that's about it thank you guys for watching no no buy from any of you you. no Uh, no no glad I we finally made it (laughs) (laughs) we made it (laughs) 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 alright thank you guys for watching we'll see you later